This is iFanboy Booksplode. My heroes have always been junkies. Fanboy Booksplode from My Heroes Have Always Been Junkies. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. I'm here with Josh Flanagan. Sup? This is our bi-monthly podcast that was opened by the patrons. It was unlocked by the patrons in which Josh and I and formerly Ron, our old co-host, would take a look at a graphic novel, an original graphic novel, a cooking edition, something longer than a regular 20-page comic book. Josh and I have been going down the road on 90s nostalgia for the last few of these episodes. We decided to take a break on that, refuel the nostalgia van. It will come back. talk about we're not done it's with it. It's going to come back. <laughs> no. I talk about my hair's always been junkies. It's a new OGN from Image Comics, written by Ed Brubaker, drawn by Sean Phillips, the, the the longtime collaborators, two of our favorites. And since this came out in an OGN form, we decided it wouldn't be talked about the show. Let's talk about it on the Booksplode. And uh, it's 72 pages. It's short, but it's premium hardcover, which you don't see that often from Image Comics. I feel Comics. like you're seeing it more. I was definitely thinking about the cause for something like this as a format. I was like, well, you can sell it at a higher price point. You have to make it long enough to be worth buying in a, in a book. I think you can only do it so many times before it's sort of people balk let's, at it. But Let's talk about that at the end because that was one of my questions at the end of this. Okay. Let's, let's talk about the book and then get into all that stuff. So this is a, it's basically a single – I mean, it's a short story basically. A, there's a girl in rehab. Who has a long history of drug use, and as the title suggests, she's looked up to junkies throughout her life in, in entertainment, musicians, actors, her mother. And uh, we we learn about her history as it unfolds as she makes a friend in rehab. She's a, uh, I guess she's like eighteen. He's like nineteen. They're two teenagers in rehab, but they they form a connection, and then they break out. I should we should mention there's going to be spoilers in this. By the way, we didn't do that properly at the beginning. You think we'd be better at this after all these years? <laughs> That's the third iFanboy book series. <laughs> so uh, they break out of rehab to go on an adventure, but there's clearly something happening in the background. And I actually really liked the way that the revelations unfolded in this. I agree with you because you thought one thing may be happening, and then it's not that. Another thing, and another thing. And if you look back, there are little clues throughout it. What did you think overall of this book? Of this book? Well, what I liked was that I I really didn't know what it was. Until I was reading it. And then when I was reading it, I didn't know what it was because it wasn't what I expected. I think for some reason in my mind, the idea that the way that the title was the first person, I think Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to be like autobiographical in some way. I thought Brubaker was going to do like kind of a memoir. What was the last one for that? That was uh, forever ago. It was uh, first books. Junkie, no, uh, worthless. I forget. I can see it was, the one cover. His, it was one of his first works. It was, yeah. it was autobiographical. And I really liked it. That was a great book now that I'm thinking. And he drew it too. I forgot about that. Forget that. Remember that? Ed Brubaker was yeah. an artist. He was a yeah. cartoonist at one point. When I first met Alex Robinson, like that's how he knew him. He's like, that cartoonist guy? I was like, yeah, he does Batman. <laughs> anyway, so for some reason in my mind, I thought he was going back to that format. So once I started reading it, I was like, oh, it's this. And overall, I, I really enjoyed it. And largely because, I mean, obviously, Brubaker and Sean Phillips have a, a, a 
they have a great working relationship. They are, you know, symbiotic. And and when they work together, they get their best stuff out of it. However, uh, there's been a lot of stuff out of them that has been sort of similar. Like it's all basically like criminal stories. And, and I liked that this was different than those things. Basically. I like that. I I, I liked that uh, uh, Betty Brightweiser did not color this. It was colored mm-hmm. by – I'm sorry. I just saw it, but I got away from it. But it was a different color style, so it made it feel like it wasn't more of the same. Jacob um, Phillips. I think it's Sean Phillips' son. Oh, that's very possible. His son is definitely an artist. Yeah. So I liked that it was just a different type of thing. The formatting was different. The type of story. All of those things led me to have what I thought was a pretty f- fresh experience from two guys who, from whom I've read a lot. Yes. I mean, I, I'll take all the criminal stories they want to tell. I love those stories. And they're, they just, they just announced they're going to do more. And people, some people were complaining. I was like, I don't care. They clearly like doing it. I like reading them. So they can do as, as long as they want. Well, However, my, 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 my thing about that would just be that I like that, but there's a lot of them. And they can also do other stuff. And I'd just like to see what else they can do because I know they can. Absolutely. And I think what you were absolutely right in that this is a slightly different point of view. It's a slightly different kind of story. It's no less as dark. And it's no less as somewhat bleak, but it's told from a different perspective. And it's almost like a road trip romance, doomed road trip romance. It's a classic noir, you know, Hollywood story. It's two young yeah. lovers who are not going to make it, but um, watching them not make it is interesting. Mm-hmm. The story and the characters are very upfront about that. I mean, the character spends the whole time going, she, he should not. Be, I am a terrible person. He should yeah. not be coming with me. Um, and it isn't one of those wishy-washy, like, I am a terrible person because I say that about myself. Like, she's telling you matter of fact, and I like that. Yeah, it's not It's not like she's, doesn't, she's not like a like a stripper with a heart of gold or a hooker right. with a heart of gold. She is actually a bad person. <laughs> and what I really liked about it was we don't really find out why. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of questions at the end of this, so... Again, spoiler warning. So the the guy, she, she and the guy end up leaving, running away from rehab. And he makes hints that his dad was some big lawyer for criminal. And he's got money for, because of that. And you think, well, they're just going to keep running, running on, on empty and still stealing money and cars and drugs and seeing how far they can go. But the reality is that she has been sent into this rehab by whoever the dad is the lawyer for to flush this kid out so they can flush out the dad who's in witness protection. And then at the end of it, it all goes bad for the the guy. I like that. We didn't really find out how she got involved or why. I also wasn't quite sure who the guy was that she called in the prison because he wasn't, he didn't look anything like the guy from the flashbacks. Right. And I, and I hope it's not just an art problem. Um, I don't think so. I think, so, I mean, I think that that keeping all of that stuff vague made it more interesting so that their romance felt real. Because if we'd known at the beginning that it wasn't, we wouldn't have believed it at all. By seeing it from yeah. within her and then she was, she was withholding information from us. And, and it, you know, it just fits in. It, like It unfolded. I thought structurally it was really strong. I did too. I absolutely did. Um, now, the, 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 the discussion I had for you, which I told you to pause on was so why wasn't this just a criminal story? It's their successful label at this point. Uh, um, this I is mean, basically I, just like a one. This is basically like a 72 page one shot as much as you can call 70 pages of one shot. I wonder a, why this one, this one got the hardcover treatment 
and why this wasn't just a criminal story. We don't know the answers, but I'm just wanna, I'm uh, I mean, I think does Betty Brightwasser do all the criminal? Like, so maybe it's just like I just well, we want to do this kind of different story. We're gonna have my son color it or do whatever, and it's just like it, it doesn't quite fit under that stuff. Hey, what if we do this? Oh, we can make money from that. You know, right. and I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean if we sell this seventy-two page story as a hardcover, they're twenty bucks a piece as opposed to seven bucks a piece for an issue. Uh, so let's right. you know make it special and and package it that it's way. Seventeen dollars. Let's be, let's be fair. Yeah, I mean. Um, you know, yeah, I'm just I I mean it doesn't it doesn't have any effect on the book itself, which was terrific. But I'm just curious because it it is I guess because it is a little different. And maybe they did it on the side, I guess, and mm-hmm. I don't know. It just I found it interesting that it wasn't because it wasn't, it wasn't like, criminal. I wasn't expecting it to be such a criminal type story, which it was. But it it didn't have the there was a lot of but there was a lot that wasn't. Mm-hmm. The tone wasn't right. It wasn't as hard bitten. And it wasn't specifically about a crime. It was. The entire thing was a crime. Sort of. They weren't legally supposed to stay in, in the thing, so they didn't break any no, laws. No, no. Her, her, her leading these, this guy into the hands of these criminals was a crime. Is it? Yeah. He's gonna. He's either going to get killed or really badly beaten up, so she's... Assistant, she is, she's an accessory? She's an accessory to she, murder or to assault yeah, or whatever. Of. And then eventually... The father's going to get killed, so she's. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, it's all a crime. Listen, I'm just equivocating like a good lawyer. <laughs> I mean, she I'm, I'm a bad she lawyer. Was doing. She was high the whole time. Yep, um, she can't be. She's not. She's not able to put under her own recognizance. It, it's an. It's amazing what the level of depth that Brubaker has for the dark side of life. Oh yeah. Also, uh, in that respect, a lot of this spends a lot of time. Like you know, the title is "My Heroes Have Always Been Junkies," and it it talks about how much. And I I really liked this. I thought this was really well done. Was how much uh, these people who have been on drugs fascinated her, but also the depth to which the story, in a very limited amount of time, explores little touches of these famous people who who were junkies who 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 were addicted to heroin. And um, we won't use the term junkies in the next, you know. 10 years or so because we're going to stop referring to it like, like the junkies because it's a disease and blah 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 and I'm not even downing them I'm just saying this is the thing that's going to happen we're not going to use that term I like that exploration of like what makes this person's art like this that right. also made them turn into this where they talk about Billie Holiday in that respect and they talk about others and you know it, it can it can get nerdy and and I think overdone in comics to use references to other media as a shorthand to making something that connects with people it can get lazy. However, in this instance, I think it worked really well because this girl built her life up around the idea of the romanticization of of dr- and, of, uh, of druggies, basically. And who can't relate to that as a teenager romanticizing the destructive I, lifestyle of artistic heroes? I mean, some people don't, obviously, but there's a lot I of people can't. that do. There's a lot of people who get involved <laughs> right. with with yes. taking substances because they romanticize these these heroes. Yes. They were the title of those people in my my school. And also, um, I mean, clearly, Ed Brubaker's one of those people. Yeah. Right. I mean, he, he is. A complete low life. Mm. Thank you. That was it. I think that the book was actually called Low Life, and then the collection was A Complete Low Life. I think that's how it worked. Maybe. Anyway, and I really liked that the, the bow tie on that whole thing was that she talked about the time that her mom had a party, 
and they were all these weirdos and awful people in the house and blah 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 and then she saw her she, she was uh, spying on her mom and he saw she saw her mom shoot up and then she saw how happy her mom was when she did that and that was the only time she was happy and i was like it's cheesy but i totally buy it and i thought that was a really nice device to tie all those she, things together she should watch the wire mm-hmm it was good. <laughs> she I mean, should come live in rural New Hampshire for a bit. That'll uh, less hero junkies. Well, they are. There's there is at one point they grabbed some pharmaceutical mm-hmm. painkillers. I didn't really get a sense of when this took place. It didn't really matter. It felt, it felt very timeless. Just, I mean, it was current though. They had a vape for sure, but like it, it, it had a, it had the vibe of you take away the technology. The story could have taken place in the '60s. The story could have yep. taken place in the '70s. It could have taken place at any time, really. Sure, sure, sure. It had a timelessness to it that I really liked. I mean, is is it the best crime story these these two have ever done together? No, but it was a really really solid one. If you like their work together, or if you like crime comics, it's definitely worth checking out. They've, there's a glossary in the back. I don't know if it's in the digital version of all their work together. They've done a lot of stuff. They've yeah, done a lot. I, um, I gotta say, I don't know that it's the best, but what I always think of my favorite is still that first um, that Wildstorm story, which sleeper, sleeper. Sleeper not was, in here. Really? I think these are just the image ones. Just uh <laughs> these are just the image books. Creator owned. Yeah, I see them. Other books. There's a lot. And they're still working, they're still doing they're doing a they're doing a fade out sequel and they're doing uh-huh. more criminal. It kind of um, pads the list to put the fade out and then put the fade out deluxe edition, but whatever. Listen, they're all volumes. These are the volumes you get. I think I have um, all these. I mean, look. It's a criminal novella. It says so in the front title page. Well, there you go. But it's curious that it's not anywhere else branded on the book, is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know? I, and really, I, you know criminal what? is just this umbrella for telling crime stories. Yeah. It's not I about mean, branding. But, but maybe just the Brubaker and Phillips has superseded the need for the criminal. You know what I mean? It's, I mean, you just think there'd be a little criminal logo on... Or maybe... Cover. Okay, here Okay, here you go. Here's, here's a genuine business reason. Yep. Uh, you have a better chance of selling this to an uninitiated audience without having them believe that it's part of a series that they have to read. Furthermore, you have a better chance of selling this on to, I don't know, say a film producer uh, in right. the same aspect if it's not part of a larger thing, at least, you know. Although I think Criminal has been predominantly. Everything's been optional. I'm sure it has, um, but but either way, you can then, like, like you could put this on an end cap at a Barnes and Noble and have a much better ch- shot at getting a new reader to pick it up and look at it if they don't think it's part of a series that they haven't read. I agree with you. You're right. And also, it's a great cover. It is. It's a really eye-catching cover. I, I, I mean, like, and I said, I'm glad they didn't have Elizabeth Breitweiser on this. And I don't mean that because she's bad because she's very, very, very far from bad. But I, I, I liked it. I think that it made me, it just felt fresh uh, because they have done so much work together and it looks a certain way and they do it. But to just change up the coloring on it, it made it feel new, you know, and having the, you know, the story and the characters be a little different than I think we're used to. But I, I and I, I just liked the coloring. I thought it worked really well. It was a very different style than what they usually have on them. I like that. So there's a bunch of guys who we really liked who were making comics at the same time. They were working at Marvel and DC at the same time. You know, it was like, uh, Brubaker and it was Rucka and it it was uh, Hickman and there was a whole sort of class working at the same time and not so much Rucka but Remender he came in later but Remender and Brubaker basically said I'm done here and I'm able to really carve out a career doing what they want to do which I really like. Do you wonder sometimes how long that's going to last? 
Meaning um, that like there was an economy that absolutely supported that for a while when a good friend of ours worked for Image Comics, and I think things have changed since then. There was an interview with Brubaker somewhere recently that I read, and he basically said he's totally doing fine. He does a lot of TV work, so he can do this as long as he wants. Like Joe Casey. He said he did have maybe a couple things in the back of his mind for superheroes that he hadn't done yet. But mostly oh. he was really just happy doing this. Dude, if he comes back to really DC or Marvel and he gets like the royalty, like he'll, he'll, I don't know, maybe. If they make a big thing out of him coming back, though, he'll sell a lot of books. He won't come back like that, but he might, he might come back. Uh, I don't know. He, he was, he said he wasn't totally opposed to it, because, but he's having, you know, he, he did Westworld for a little while. Now he's, he's developed his own show for Amazon. So he's uh-huh. show running a show and doing, and he's, and he's and he's putting a lot of comics out, quite honestly. And doing a lot of comics, so I don't think he's in any time. Yeah, he's going to be running running back to the welcome arms of Marvel. I'd, ra- I'd rather Greg Rucka came back, if I'm going to be honest. Hmm. All right, so my heroes have always been junkies from Image Comics: Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips, and Jacob Phillips. Let's do ratings, 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 ratings out of five. This is going to seem kind of low, but I don't mean it to be four. I'm just going to say four also. Okay, good. It's not a five. It's not no, a it's book a I'm going to go back and read a ton of times. It's a book I really enjoyed reading that was super high quality and good, but it wasn't like, oh, this book changed my life. It There's isn't. been a couple of other criminal files. I'm trying to find uh, the one that was basically the, the Archies. That, but that was, you know, that remember that one? That was basically mm-hmm. Archie and his gang. But yeah, the, last, like the Last of the Innocent was terrific. That was a five. Mm-hmm. I don't think the I fade got out, that. The that Fade was Out was a five. Four is a solid. Four is good. I mean, sleeper four point four point two. Sleeper was a five. Sleeper was a five. Do you remember how compelling those issues were? That first series specifically, it was yeah. like it was like when we first started watching the Shield, where you were like, "I have to see another one." Like, it was so good. That's part of that era of, of comics. That I don't think we're ever gonna yeah. get back again. That page turning, like, ah, it just that there was so many, there was so many good talented people working and doing incredible stuff before things got super corporate. And they were also super hungry back then. So they were really trying. Cause then also like, like we were coming out of bankruptcy, like comics wasn't making money. Like there was, it was just all this, we're doing it for love and we're going to do it really well. Cause we're getting our chance now. And uh, yeah. it was a good time. So there you go. My heroes have always been junkies. Edward Bigger, Sean Phillips, image comics. I'm really glad this sort of came out of nowhere and dropped on us. I'm really yeah. happy to have read it. Connor, who's your favorite celebrity heroin junkie? I don't know. <laughs> There's so many. I should ask that with a with like a like an Alan Partridge voice. There's so many. Uh, I don't know. Bubs. That's a fictional character. <laughs> He's a celebrity. Boy, who do you have mean? one? Do you have a favorite one? I mean, I feel oh. like you would have to. I feel like it. No, I feel like it would have to be a musician. John Lennon. That was my first instinct, but I don't. I don't know that he was a junkie, and because he kind of like he. I feel like he dabbled, but he didn't like go. Right. I mean, it would it be. I mean, would saying Kurt Cobain be too obvious? Not for you. No, he's really important. Yeah. Probably him. It's sad. Like I just, I'm like, it's when I say favorite, I'm like the one that's the most. I always think of, it, like, I always, th- I also think of uh, uh, Lane Staley. Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm like, I'm annoyed because his voice was so, unlike anything. 
Probably Kurt Cobain. Yeah. Well, there you go. That wasn't supposed to be such a dark question, but it, it invariably pain. was. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's terrible. But a lot it of great art is terrible. That's, that's true. That's true. All right, so let's wrap this up. You can go to ifanboy.com. You can talk about My Heroes Have Always Been Junkies if you want to talk about it there. We'll be back with another book explode in January because this is an every other month show. Next month, there will be a talk explode, hopefully. That's the deal we made at the patrons when they unlocked that level. Talk explodes the interview show, book explodes the book, the book review show, and we'll be back. In the meantime, you can go to ifanboy.com, find our weekly Pig Leak podcast, which Josh and I sometimes a special guest talk about the week's comics and uh, that's it. I'm not going to make a heroin joke. I think that's probably the safest choice. All right. So until next time, I'm Connor. I'm Josh. Thank you. Thank you.